Good afternoon. Oh, like Welcome back to another episode of the Mercenary Musician Podcast. I'm Chad Broussard. I'm Peter Coulter. And today we're going to talk to you about avoiding burnout. I love this. I, I just want to say that if this is your first time hearing the podcast, Chad doesn't always do that goofy voice. Fuck no. <laughs> I like the intro music, though. That's tight. Yeah, that's tight. We're going to keep doing that. Cool. Um, okay, yeah, today we're talking about avoiding burnout, which is, you know, obviously fucking crucial. If you burn out, you can't do it anymore. So you can't, you can't do that. You can't allow that to happen. Um, I stay lit. Yeah, you gotta stay lit, fam. <laughs> uh, oh, we're just gonna keep rolling. We're trying to appeal to the Gen Z's, boy, with an I. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, I actually use that, boy, with we an I. We use it. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's a great icebreaker. Um, yes. Okay, so, um. Avoiding burnout. Let's just, I guess, first talk about what burnout is. That's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Burning out is uh, when you start to fucking hate everything you're doing and you feel overwhelmed and you can't can't do anything but continue going through the motions and you're stuck. Um, it fucking hurts. You got something to add to that? It's happened to you. It has happened to me big time. Uh, it happened to me and stuck around. I fucking sat there for like over a year too. Turned into a... Uh, a worsening of an already existing alcohol problem and then the augmentation of that into an alcohol and cocaine problem. Um, yeah, pretty brutal. Um, anyway, we don't have to get, man, I just like had a fucking little moment there where I was just like, oh, whew, shudders from, uh, from another life. Yeah. Pretty rough. And uh, you don't want to do this. It's not good. Um, I think fucking obviously not good. Come on. Right. But these are influences that you will be subjected to in this business. Yeah. It's a, you know, occupational hazard is how I like to put it. Um, yeah. So really drug problems aside, it can, it can happen even if you're not kind of prone to that type of thing. There's a, I mean, that was, that was my kind of coping mechanism for, for these kind of feelings that I was having of overwhelm and hopelessness and, and depression and all that. Um, but not everyone's going to have that response. That's not, it's not like a, um, a foregone conclusion that if you start getting burnt out, you're going to go that, that route. But either way, burnout is best avoided because I mean, what, what could happen even in a less extreme case or maybe a more extreme case, depending on how you think of it is just quitting of the career. I mean, I didn't quit. So maybe this is, that would be a more extreme case in some ways, but it'd be a washing out of, of you at this job thinking, eh, this isn't for me. I'm making fucking 35 grand a year working my ass off and it's just not worth it. I don't have normal friends. I don't get to hang out on the weekends with people who have normal jobs. Um, I, I don't, I'm, I don't have time or energy to make original music, which is something I like to do. Um, all, you know, all this, I don't, I don't enjoy music anymore. I don't enjoy crowds anymore. I don't enjoy people anymore. It happens to waiters all the time. I hate people now. It, it happened to me as a waiter every fucking time I did it. So, uh, you know, it's just like, it's not, it turns into this like sad clown thing, which is like it makes it extra depressing because you have to put on your smiley face at work and act like you're having a good time. And it never fucking works. It's mm-hmm. never convincing. No one believes it. And your tips will suffer even if you're just if you're just a fucking psychopath looking for dollars, even who doesn't care about yourself. Burning out will cause you to suck more at your job. It will cause you to be less fun and less friendly and loving to a crowd and you will get less tips. That's how it works. Um, so you want to avoid this. 
obviously. The number one cause of this is overbooking yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not understanding how valuable your time is. It's related to undercharging because if you're undercharging, then you need to overbook to survive, which is a problem, right? So I want to say 50 bucks an hour is too low. And when I say 50 bucks an hour, I mean 50 bucks an hour per like hour set. Like if you're, you're gig six to nine, you're charging 150, that is not enough money. Um, at least where I live and where I live is not, well, it's getting more expensive, but it's not particularly, it's not New York or LA expensive. So I think you got to be charging. I think the floor needs to be 200 bucks for a three hour gig, the floor. And for me, the floor is 250 for a three hour gig now. Now that we're kind of in a period of inflation, how does that affect your rates? Yeah, I think you got to raise them. <laughs> you know, that's the you know short answer. I think you got to raise them. Um, I don't think inflation is crazy enough yet. This is April of 2022. I don't think inflation has gone crazy enough yet to make it like something you cite to a bar when you mention raising rates. Mm-hmm. But I think you should just do it. You know, I think people are, you know, I think you should just rate, you know, assert that that is your rate. Mm-hmm. It's 250 for three hours. It's 300 for four hours. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, and that those rates, by the way, are for like bars, public events where you're going to be making presumably good tips and they're probably providing you with a meal and the gig shouldn't be more than an hour from your house, right? right. Like there are some conditions here that make that rate make sense. Um, for country clubs, it should be more than that. It should be 125 to 175 an hour. Um, Man, really, I've never gotten 175 an hour at a country club, but 125 to 150 is kind of where I where I kind of land. Sometimes I'll do one for 100 an hour, um, and that'll be usually they'll they'll kind of do that for summertime because it's off season even for them. Uh, we're in Florida, by the way. Um, Shit, they know that by now. Yeah, I got to know that by now. Um, I'm just you know sometimes people's first episode is just the most recent one. Um, <laughs> anyway. You got a lot of work ahead of you, boys. Yeah, and girls. you got to get back to the get back to the beginning and start start again. Twenty four episodes back. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, man, we're getting we're getting through them, baby. That is crazy. It is, man. It's fucking building up. Um, okay, so I'm I'm off on a little bit of lateral thinking here, but we're avoiding burnout, right? So you got to make sure your rates are appropriate because that is going to allow you to book an appropriate number of gigs, a number of gigs that allows you time off to recharge and reset. Personally, I am now, I'm just going to give you my own example and keep in mind that this is after years and years of doing this. This is after meeting all the contacts I need to know. I don't ever even have to, to look for gigs anymore. The gigs come to me now. Um, I work three days a week. That's a double on Saturday, a double on Sunday, and one gig on Friday. And that's it. I work three days a week and two of them are 14 hour days, granted, including driving. But, you know, 28 plus another six hour day is a 30 four hour week. That's still like a, a real work week. It's just all done in three days. And I have four days to rest. I can travel if I want. I can work on my solo project. Um, I can work on this podcast practice. and practice and meditate, and meditate and book gigs. You know, I can work on invoicing the, the higher paying these gigs you're going to get, the more corporate kind of gigs you're going to end up getting are going to require invoicing usually. So there's like that. I got to do bank runs. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, I got stuff to do, right? And that gives me plenty of time to do all that stuff and relax and enjoy my life. Right. And that is what you need to do. You need to find a pace that is sustainable. You need to find a pace that you could picture doing forever if you had to, right? This is how I, I just recently, well, during COVID lockdown, 
So damn, damn, a couple of years now. But uh, it's crazy. Um, I kind of got into long distance running, which I never thought I would. I always fucking hated it. And I there's still a part of me that kind of hates it. But I also kind of love it. What I love about it, one thing is you can just step outside and you go. You're done. You don't have to drive the gym. You don't have to work. You know, you just walk outside and then you run. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Um, simple startup. Um, anyway, there's a there's a tenet of long distance running when you get started where you're like, pick a pace. Where if somebody was fucking following you around in a car with a fucking gun to the back of your head saying, you need to run all fucking day, Peter, you could do it. Pick that pace. Yeah, it's called walking. It's, yeah, it's not walking because you still got to run, right? That's the rule for running. You still got to run. It's a brisk yard. But pick a pace that is just like, I could run for fucking 30 miles like this if I had to, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I'd be exhausted, but it's not going to be impossible. My body's not going to break down from it, right? Right. So that is the pace you need to think about for your work, for your work-life balance. I know it's like a cliche term now, but it's so important. It you need to find a balance where you got to think, okay, I just got done with that week. Could I do that week a thousand more times in a row? If the answer is no, <clears throat> and maybe that's a slight exaggeration, like I'm trying to give you a big number mm-hmm. so it make it sound crazy. You should still be taking vacations and stuff too. But it should be, so- your week should be something where you're like, I could do this over and over and over again and rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, save the money for as long as I need to, you know, you need to be able to do that. And I actually just recently, the the one thing that popped into my head was you also, when I say as long as you need to, you got to be saving your money. You got to have a retirement account. You got to have a nest egg set aside for, for rainy days. And I just recently got uh, disability insurance actually too, which is another kind of, that's a new a new move for me. But like if I break a hand and I can't work for a month or two or my vocal cords get polyps on them and I have to get surgery and I can't sing for a couple months or or whatever, you know, something, whatever happens to me that makes it so I can't do my job for a period of time, I can get, it's like a thousand bucks a week or something. Um, and that is, it's just a, you know, it's a little bit of a just prudent move there. It's not exactly cheap it's like over 100 bucks a month but it's to me it's like the peace of mind of okay if i can't do my job i'm not gonna burn through my savings in a year right um well i do have more not to brag but i got more savings than i need for just one year but it's because you're a smart motherfucker it's because i'm a smart motherfucker and i think you should be too i'm encouraging you to be financially prudent. That's another part of the burnout thing. This is all, it's all kind of related here. I know they keep kind of going off in different directions. You got to get your rates appropriate. You got to get your savings right. But all this stuff is related. You need to get yourself in a stable place where you're not freaking out. Freaking out will burn you out, right? Freaking out like worrying. Worrying, yes. Panicking about, man, am I fucking, I, I don't know if this is like what I was doing for the first few years. Like, is this even a possible thing to do a job as? I'm like, I know I've been doing this for two years, but like I'm making fucking twenty five thousand dollars a year, you know, You're before taxes seven and days a week, before sometimes. taxes and before expenses and everything. Yeah, it's like, yeah, more. I was working thirteen days in a row, one night off repeat. I was working thirteen day, two week blocks, and it was just like, and I was like frantic, and I was like, I wasn't say like I wasn't saving as much money as I should have been based on how much I was fucking working and simultaneously developing bad habits. Yep, and I was yeah, it was just like it was not sustainable, and part of it was. And it was, it was all related. There's like a holistic thing there. Part of it was my rates were too low. Part of it was I wasn't able to save enough money to, I mean, I was still putting money away in my retirement account because I've always kind of been that way. But 
Like I wasn't able to save money that made me comfortable. I didn't have disability insurance that made me comfortable in that way. Um, I just, I wasn't stable. I wasn't on a path that was sustainable. There was mm-hmm. like, it wasn't sustainable. So that's one huge key to avoiding burnout. Sustainability. You need to be going through a weekly process that you could just rinse, repeat forever. Yeah. If you had to. Yeah. But continue to be consistent. Yep. Continue to be consistent. And, uh, well, let's say this. I, I remember, I, you know, I just said you should be able to do your weekly thing a thousand weeks in a row. You should take vacations. All right. So for, for these two years where I really was bad, um, I wasn't taking vacations. I was I like I totally skipped my summer vacation <clears throat> one year for sure. And I think like even like two years in a row, it was like I, I fucking just skipped summer vacation and I just worked that. right through it. And then the next summer vacation came along and like I did something. It's like I went away for like a week. Yeah, because you were also touring <clears throat> in September when your or you, your sister or someone was getting married. Something I remember along the lines where you had something that you some obligation that was at the same time as your mm. scheduled like annual vacation time. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. sucked. I remember that period. Yeah, that was fucking brutal, and it was just like I never stopped, and I like you have nothing to look forward to at that point. Yeah, yeah, and there was a part of me that there, there was like a part of me that was like proud of it. I was just like, yeah, I fucking work so hard, but it's just fucking dumb. I was making less than a third of what I'm making right now, mm-hmm. and I'm working three days a week. I'm working six days every two weeks as opposed to 13, yep. less than half the days. You know, granted, again, these are, I mean, I'm sorry. There were fucking doubles in those 13-day blocks, too. Like, it's not like the doubles are new, right? right. <clears throat> but, um, you know, these are doubles where I'm making great money, and they're, it's just like, it's just set up so much better now. And so, well, let, let's, let's touch on that. How did you pull yourself out of the burnout phase? Well, honestly, it feels weird to say this, but kind of COVID saved me in, in a way. Um, I was, I, I was, I was already in the process. Uh, I was playing in, in duo in a duo for a lot of these gigs. Mm-hmm. And that was a big part of my, of my problem is I was, uh, you know, it's like you're kind of like riding a tandem bicycle, but you're doing most of the pedaling. Yep. And, uh, I'm, you know, sorry, the, the guy I was playing with, I, I love dearly and he's a great guy and a great player, but he wasn't, he was doing less work than I was and he was splitting the pay with me. So there was kind of like that aspect of it. And not only was he splitting the pay, but it's like, I, I wasn't making, you don't make double what a solo act makes mm-hmm. for a duo. So I'm taking a pay cut and then you got to split the tips. And not only that, but you're making a lot less tips because you can't take requests the way I take requests. I was going to say you were limited to what you were able to play. Yeah. We were playing the same fucking set over and over again, which also is another thing that, which will lead to burnout is not playing new stuff. You, you do the same fucking thing over and over again. It turns into groundhog day. So just while we're at it here, get your chord chart app. Ultimate guitar is the one I use. Although man, they're fucking annoying me with their, their like tech situation is like, what do you mean? really irritating. It's just like, I, I can't seem to, I got a new phone and mm-hmm. I cannot seem to get my old account to switch over to it. Like they signed me out and then it's just like a fucking pain in the fucking ass to get, to recover my password. It's like, I know I'm sounding like a boomer right now and it's just me not being good at tech, which is true. I'm not the best at tech, but this is worse than most I've found. Honestly, they, I wish they were better. That's a shame. They're good. They're, they're such a great app. I, I still endorse them. I still think they're great, but man, it just has been annoying. So if you work for Ultimate Guitar, reach out and help me. 
Um, it's fucking cheap though. It's like the, I think like the most expensive plan is like forty bucks a year. It's fucking worth it. It's I mean, so worth it. Get that app so you can play new stuff. Um, but that's huge. Not being able to play. I, I think that one of the things, one of the big things that contributed to my burnout was being in a duo. Being in a duo is not fun long term. In the beginning, it was more fun. It was like, man, it's nice to be hanging out with my friend. But it turned into work and it turned into not just work, but like someone making my work harder and less profitable, which is sucks. You know, it turned mixing friends and business can always be touchy. Um, we've done well. We've done well. But yeah, we communicate. We, well. we communicate really well. And uh, you, you, yeah, you can't really pull punches and you can't like it, the, the kind thing is to be clear. You know, the, the kind thing isn't to be like, well, let's go. I'll just, I'll just ghost him. Yeah. I'll just like not talk about it and I'll just like hide it. And uh, that'll be the nice thing until I resent him and we're not friends anymore. <sighs> the, the best thing to do is just be clear about what's happening. And honestly, I wasn't as clear as I could be. Um, I've grown up even more since then. Um, but what ended up, ended up happening is I just like stopped booking duo gig. Like when someone would call me and say, Hey, I'm looking for a gig. I used to be like, yeah, I'm in a duo. Mm -hmm. And I just stopped doing that. I was yeah. like, no, I'm solo and my rate is 250 for three hours. Yeah. And when people started saying yes, I was like, fuck, I'm like making double the money. Sure. And then I was just like, I kind of, I did, I did tell him, I was like the other guy in the duo, I was like, Hey man, if you book duo gigs, let me know, but I can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Kind of thing, you know, phased it um, out. And it, yeah, exactly. Phased it out. And I had one left that was really fucking driving me nuts. It was, uh, it was so because I, cause at this point I had, booked my whole rest of my schedule with solo gigs at this point because I phased out the other ones and I had one yeah it was Lonnie Kai <laughs> and I had this one weekly recurring thing and I like it was starting to show even to him like how fucking annoyed I was with it because it was long um, it paid really poorly mm -hmm. and the tips were fucking horrible mm. and it was traffic like crazy getting over the bridge onto Fort Myers Beach it was just like it was brutal and like now it was in the context of next to my other solo gigs where I'm fucking crushing it and playing shorter gigs and making more money and having more fun playing covers or playing new covers that I have never played before because people are requesting stuff and I can fake my way through it by myself. Right. It was just like, man, this gig now looks laughably bad next to my solo gigs. And then COVID happened and it like deleted that gig and my, and all my other gigs. So it got, got let me start from scratch and I even upped my rates for my solo gigs from there. And I was just like, and at that time I, uh, uh, I got really into self-improvement books, which I, I recommend you do. And I read, um, or I, I do audio books for my self-improvement stuff, but I got into uh, the the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss, which is excellent. And he's also got a really great famous podcast called The Tim Ferriss Show, I think. Um, and uh, they, they brought up the 80-20 rule, which is also known as the Pareto principle, which is that 80%, uh, the 80% of your gains... Comes from 20%? Comes from the most productive 20% of your efforts or something like that. The original one was 80% of the peas in this mathematician guy's garden, Pareto, were coming, 80% of the peas were coming from 20% most productive pea plants. And uh, you can kind of see that. He started to see that everywhere. He's like, oh man, 80% of the land in Italy, it was an Italian guy, 80% of the land in Italy is owned by 20% of the landowners and whatever, all this stuff. And I kind of thought about my career in those in that perspective and I was like, okay, well, where does that 80-20 rule apply in my weekly schedule? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I make, maybe it's not quite 80-20, but I'm not making shit on Monday and Tuesday. I'm still working Monday and Tuesday. I'm not making fucking shit. These gigs suck. Monday, Tuesday, even Wednesday. Wednesday sucks. Fuck Wednesday. So I was like, I'm doing Thursday through Sunday. That's it. I'm going to see if I can stack doubles on Saturday and Sunday. So I came up with this plan based on this 80-20 principle. And as 
things started opening back up, um, I, for the first time in my fucking life, started saying no to gigs. Oh, you want me to play on Wednesday? No, I don't do that. Even when I had nothing on the schedule because we were just opening up, I was like, nope, I'm dedicated to this plan. Monday through Wednesday are my fucking weekend. Don't touch it. Um, unless it's a private event, you're going to give me 300 bucks an hour. Okay. Um, but I just booked Thursday through Sunday and it booked up pretty quickly. And then shortly after that, I booked my brunch gigs on Saturday, Sunday. It's like, it's like they came to me. Um, and before I knew it, I had Thursday through Sunday booked, uh, six, two, four, six gigs a week, four days. And I was fucking just like before my eyes, it was like within like several months of things opening back up, I was like breaking, breaking records, like yeah. breaking the shit out of my income records. And, uh, but you had to have key. gotten to a point where you realized you took a step back and you were like, <clears throat> here's where I'm at now. Here are the, the habits that I have formed. Here's where I want to be. How do I get there? And I feel like you made some serious changes in a short period of time. The change to get sober, I think, was one of the biggest ones. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the uh, adoption of daily meditation was definitely another one. Yep. And the choice to trim the fat and make sure that when you were devoting time to people outside of work, it was to people who kind of bettered you. Yep. Uh, All those. Yep. So I guess my question is, what did it take to get to that point where you were like, this fucking sucks? Was it when you were like, I'm not enjoying this anymore? Like, yeah, there was a point in uh, a couple episodes back where you were, you had gotten to a point where you would come home and you would put your guitar in the corner and you didn't want to touch it. Yep. So I'm just, I'm curious as to when, when did you get to that breaking point where you're like, I've had enough. This can't continue. Um, you know, it was, it wasn't one breaking point. It was like a series of breaking points. Cause there was the breaking point with drinking where I was like, this is fucking not helping me. I've got to be done with this. And then that took a long time to struggle through and fix. <clears throat> but then, the, did it. but I did it. Yeah, I did it. Um, I mean, it was like, it was one of those things where it's like, I'm not, I'm not, there's no way I'm not going to do this. Yep. Like you just have to, I will either die or this will get done. And that's, you know, that's where I'm. That's where I'm at with a lot of my stuff in life. Where I'm like, you can, you just literally should. If you want me to not push my solo original music career to its logical point, then you should just fucking put me in the ground because I'm not gonna ever fucking stop until it's done. You hear that? And not, yeah, yeah. That's how you should be. Yeah, yeah. You gotta want it. Yeah, you 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 have to need it. You know, it's like I, I don't even want it. It's like it's the only thing that I can possibly fucking do. It's just there is no other option. It, it will happen or I am no longer here. It's going to happen. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because the other option is not possible. <laughs> yeah, because I am fucking invincible. Knock on wood. I know I'm not invincible. I'm very careful. I want to advise you real quick while we're talking about breaking points to not wait for breaking points to happen because breaking points are chaotic and they can go really wrong. Like, at, you know, I mean, that could have my whole issue could have just as easily ended with a DUI where I fucking killed someone and I'm in prison for 15 years or whatever, you know, like some real bad things could have happened if I had a, if the breaking points would have happened differently. Mm -hmm. But fortunately breaking points were a lot more tame for me where I was like, well, this is not fucking working. I'm hurting people in my life who I love and I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to be a good person now. So, you know, let's, let's change this. So I changed it before something horrible happened. Um, 
you know, and and it, so it was like kind of one breaking point after another. There were the big, the big obvious one was the drinking. Um, I stopped that, and then what kind of happened was once the drinking was gone, there was like another level of clarity where I didn't need such an obvious problem for it to be a breaking point. Smaller problems could be obvious breaking points, and that and that's kind of continued as as I've kind of become more clear in my vision and more um as I, I understand more where I'm going and how valuable my time is littler and littler problems and this might sound weird because it might sound like I'm starting to nitpick my life a little bit here but problems that I I would have in the past been like ah, I can eat this this is somebody I can deal with indefinitely mm-hmm. are no longer things I'll fucking deal with anymore sure like I will tolerate less bullshit in my life because my time is more valuable than I used to think it was. So for instance, I was in a band I say was, it's really done now, which is very sad because we were really onto something. Yeah, we were, yeah, I know, I know we were a really good band and, uh, we were like writing the best stuff I've ever been a part of writing. And, uh, just, I think it's actually the first chat is officially hearing of it. Sorry. Um, and there's a member of this band who just like, was a really nice guy about 85% of the time and 15% of the time was a real hard person to deal with. And, you know, just like said really, really bad things about the people in the band, myself, most of all, really, mostly because I was the one who challenged him the most about his attitude. Um, and we'd get into arguments and it would turn into him saying really mean stuff. So basically, there was one guy in this band who was really becoming very difficult, not becoming, had always been very, very difficult to deal with. And I got to this point now where I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't have fucking time for this anymore. This is just like, I'm, <laughs> you know, like if I'm going to take two weeks off to go tour in a van, it's one thing when I'm making 500 bucks a week mm-hmm. and I'm canceling a thousand dollars worth of gigs to take a two week tour. It's another thing when I'm making $3,000 a week and I'm canceling $6,000 worth of gigs to take a two week tour. That means I'm getting in a van with people I like and trust. Sure. That means I'm getting in a van with people who totally respect me and my time and the project we're working on and understand that this is a sacrifice and that we're all in this together and we're pulling, we're pulling oars at the same fucking time and we're all doing the work. And this guy is not that. And I, I basically, my language got a lot firmer and I was just like, look, man, you need to not do this. Like this has to be done. You don't get to talk about me or the band this way anymore. That's it. If you do that again, I'm out. Did it again. I said, okay, I'm out. Then Everyone flips out and goes like, oh, my God, I thought you were like, I guess not serious. Please come back. I promise we'll fix this. And I was like, all right. But like, this, is, this is really the last chance. I yeah. mean, I'm like, I don't know if you didn't think I was serious, but, you know, didn't get fixed. Blew up again. Said some, you know, he said some Choice disrespectful words. things. And I was like, OK, well, that's going to be it. I'm sorry because the band is fucking all. I mean. It'd be like staying in a, in a bad relationship because the sex is great. It's just like you can't do that. You can't. You know, which is a shame. It's a, it's a fucking shame. It really is very disappointing. I spent, spent years, over half a decade of my life working. I've, I've been in this band for about as long as I've been a pro musician, about seven years. I mean, that's how we met. Yeah. It's just really, really, really sad. We were writing some really cool music, God too. Damn it. Um, we've written some good music, but we were writing something very, very cool when... Yeah, so there's no chance for a, another replacement. We talked about it, but it, it kind of it, the the tension that was created from the whole situation was 
really so bad that it kind of just messed the whole thing up. I, I think the other two guys are kind of done too. They're just exhausted, you know. And uh, anyway, this is another tangent, but this is an interesting one, you know, at least. So, but it's it's the type of thing where it's like, it is related to this. It's like the the type of person I was and the way that I valued my time and the way I thought about myself. This is about how you think about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. This is about yourself is a person. You should think about yourself almost as if they're another person, right? And I don't mean like dissociate and develop multiple personalities, but... No, are you the type of person that you would want to hang out with? Are you the type of person, A, that you would want to hang out with? Are you treating yourself the way you would treat a stranger? Most people are much harder on themselves than they are to strangers. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I was no exception to that I was and I still am. I mean, I still am much harder on myself than I am to strangers, but I'm still ki- like now I am kind to myself. I am forgiving with myself. I take care of myself. I make sure I'm eating and sleeping properly and exercising. I make sure my body is operating well. I go to the doctor once a year. <laughs> I fucking didn't do that for like years and years. A lot of people in their late 20s kind of don't. But or invincible um, at that age. Yeah. And you're also like kind of more recently just off of family insurance and you're like, how do I even do this kind of like, there's all that kind of stuff happening, but uh, I'm 32 now. So I'm like a real adult. Um, anyway, so it's, yeah, Peter, that's me. Yeah. The other Peter. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so anyway, uh, avoiding burnout, right? Take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. Value your time. Charge appropriate rates so you can work appropriate dates. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Charge appropriate rates, work appropriate dates. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, take stock of what's fucking you up. Take stock of what is hurting your your the people around you and yourself. Right? Is your drinking a problem? I'm not, you know, assuming it is, but is it? Look at it. Is your diet a problem? Is your sleep a problem? Is the way you talk to yourself a problem? You should be meditating. Yeah, you should be meditating and you'll start noticing. You might not even be noticing the way you're talking to yourself. You might literally be saying, you fucking suck, Peter. You're a fucking piece of shit. You're not worth anything. You're never going to succeed. You suck. You're stupid. And that will compound over time. It'll make you drink yourself to death. It'll make you not care about your body. It'll make you... It'll put you in a hole that's very hard to climb out of. Here's a little complicated one. It'll make you think that people who love you are fucking fools. Because how could they? Because you suck. It'll like it'll just fucking poison everything. So start meditating. I, I always suggest this to everyone, basically. Start meditating and you might be able to start noticing the way you're talking to yourself. And it might fucking surprise you because it might not be nice. So talk to yourself nicely. Meditate. Take care of your health. Yeah, get in the habit of doing like regular <clears throat> weekly self-reflection. Yeah, journaling, like all this stuff. It's like stuff. Uh, it's like a good thing. You started doing that around that time. It's great. It's great. It's a. It's a. One of the first. I, I found that good therapists will say almost all the same exact shit on the first meeting. How's your sleep? How's your diet? Are you exercising? Are you meditating? Are you journaling? Do all those things. It's just like just fucking do those things. Those are things that are free. It takes like very little time. It really does not take that much time. Um. To do those things. Right. It does not take that much time and it will change your whole life. People think, oh, I'm too busy to do that. No, you're you're too busy not to do it. You'll be less busy doing stupid bullshit. You know, you'll be... Binging TV. Yeah, you'll playing be... Playing video games. Yeah, 
waking up at fucking 2 p.m. or whatever. Like, oh, all that stuff. Like, you can't do that. You just stop doing that. There's nothing like getting up at 5 a.m. <laughs> no, 5 a.m., that's fucking nuts. I, I'm, I'm a 2 a.m. to 9.30 guy now. Well, I just started this January 1st. Yeah? Yeah. It's like That's amazing. Go out and party on New Year's Eve. Like, I've done 33 years. Yes, I was partying in the womb. Yeah. 33 <laughs> years. Or I can set goals for this year and start on the first day. And so on the that's first cool. day, I was up at 5 a.m. Oh, wow. Wishing I was still asleep. Yeah, that's amazing. 5 a.m. is crazy to me. Carried it over ever since. That's really nice. Even that's on nice. the weekends. Yeah, that's a, that's something about sleep that you should definitely do. You should not sleep in on the weekends. This is something that sleep professionals say. Yeah. Uh, remember, I devour self-improvement books. So that yeah, get that consistent not, sleep schedule. That's back. not limited to sleep. Aim I've, I've, for eight hours a day if you can. Yeah, I do seven and a half. That's um, yeah, so I do two two to nine thirty. That's my that's my thing. Drink lots of water. Yep. And uh, the reason I do nine thirty is because I have to wake up at nine thirty on Saturday and Sunday for my doubles. Mm-hmm. And so I was just figured like Set that I'm just gonna keep this. Clock. Yeah, let's just yeah. like do this every day. And it works better. I eat bell peppers for a snack with hummus. Oh. I, it's just like just like I drink water. You know. Yeah, the water was the biggest thing. It was just consistent water because it not only will allow you to sleep better. But it, it's like oiling and lubing the body, right? Yeah. Naturally. And just everything. Works it, better. It works better. And if you've got a headache, chances are it's related to the fact of lack of water. Yeah, that's so true. Before you take that Advil, slam some water. That's a, there's, a, there's a meme on TikTok that's like, um, I don't know if I'm, I sound like a boomer calling it a meme on TikTok. It's like a trend on TikTok. What's TikTok? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, talking about how everyone's boyfriend, because my girlfriend loves TikTok. It's like everyone's boyfriend thinks the only thing you need is water. Oh, fuck. It's so funny because I'm like, so like she got me dead to rights. I'm like, I'm literally always just like, Jesse, drink water. You fucking stupid. Drink water now. She's like way smarter than I am. So I can call her fucking stupid like that. She's That's pretty cool. She's real cool. Um, so is Miles. Yeah, Miles is my dog. He's also very cool. Um, uh, I, I will say this. Let's wrap this one up in a bow, baby. Nor Peter, nor myself. Um, our psychiatrist or anything of that nature. But if you're dealing with something right now and, and you're having a difficult time addressing it or talking to someone, you have our email addresses. Feel free to reach out to us. It'll be completely confidential. But if, if we can, if you're in need of help and there's a way that we can help you, we'll do it. That is absolutely true. Um, yeah, I would say just blanket advice. Uh, I think everyone in the world could benefit from if they drink at all could benefit from taking a month off and just seeing how it feels. Yeah. Even if you think you're a moderate drinker, see how it feels. Yeah. If you quit, if, you, if you're a moderate drinker, and it's not a problem. You should be able to quit for a month yep. without a problem. And if you're not, if the sound of quitting drinking for a month goes, makes you contract and go like, huh, then you got a fucking problem, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or and if then you, you got, have you know, friends that, uh, that pick on you or call you out because of that, you might need to readjust, readjust, readjust yeah. uh, that friendship, that dynamic. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I hate to get to this part of the conversation, but we're talking about avoiding burnout here, and uh, you, it, it, it's uncomfortable to change your habits in your life. Like, if it, it's, it's At really, first. it's really hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, it's like when you start losing weight for, or like working out for the first time. Working out for the first time or what, what I was thinking of was like removing like a, a foreign object from your body or something. Like if you had like 
splinter? something like a splinter. So you got to get that out. Yeah. It's more. It'd be more comfortable to leave it in there. Yeah. Would it? A bullet. Because we're yeah. mercenaries. Something. Yeah. Something you got. <laughs> something you got to remove. Yeah. Where it's like this is gonna fucking suck. I'm yes. Fucking... But then I'm gonna be in a better place after this. Yep. For a sustained for a long period of time, I'll be in a better place. Appendix, wisdom teeth. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. So make these changes and just just fucking do it and communicate with the people you love and who care about you and um, you know try and, to try to get them on board with you. And we love you. And we love you. That's right. And I want everyone in the world to be in a better place, basically, than they are. Um, that's one of my overriding theses in life yeah. theses with a th not with an f right um <laughs> uh yeah that's like one of my one of my things about the world is i want the world to be a better place you know and helping musicians bar musicians avoid burnout is one little tiny way hey that i think i can help because i've i've dealt with that so just assess your mental health try to add in some good habits the way that i do good habits is one at a time you build a structure of good habits, right? You just do one thing at a time. Start with exercise. Really, if you got a drinking problem, you should start with removing drinking. That can be its own its own thing, right? Just fix that first. When I quit drinking, I fo- I said this this is all I'm doing. Yep. Literally, this is my like goal. I'm not working on exercise. Exercise kind of came along for the ride. It replaced but it, certain activities. Right. Right. But I it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to Quit drinking. I'm going to start journaling. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to meditate every day. I'm going to practice guitar every day. I'm going to practice singing every day. Yeah. I'm going to rearrange my work schedule. I was like, I am quitting drinking. Yep. That's my fucking goal. Yep. And I, you know, I didn't even fucking fix my sleeping schedule. I was like, I still, still up till five in the morning playing video games, you know, and I just like focused on not drinking anymore. Um, so, yeah, but once you prove to yourself that you could do that, it was so start, much more easy to incorporate th- yeah, the things. Yeah. And on the topic of it, go ahead. If you haven't already, we've talked about it in the past. There's a great book out there. I know Peter swears by it. It's by James Clear. It's called Atomic Habits. Good one. Uh, get it. Get the ebook. Go to the library. Do what you got to do. Get it. Read it. Set it. Yeah, I like audiobooks. Yeah, my audiobooks favorite. are good, especially if you're doing a lot of driving, which you should be if you listen to this podcast because you're getting a lot and you're a mercenary musician, so that's great. <laughs> We should do the whole podcast at that speed. I can do that. That was nice. Yeah. Okay, so let's kind of wrap this up. We didn't do... We should kind of start sticking to a little more of like, here's five things that do this and then fucking name them all. But I kind of... I like the freeform thing. I, I don't know. Here's five things that can put you into burnout. Yeah. Here's right. five things that can pull you out of burnout. Yeah. And here's yeah, five things good. that you can do to assure you never fall into burnout. That's a lot. That's three different episodes. That's 15 things. That's got to be three different episodes. Surely. Surely that's three different episodes. Well, good. We need it. All right. So I want to, I don't really have bullet points for this. I do like the kind of freeform conversational style of this. Well, but, uh, you know, if you got, if you have suggestions for how you'd like this podcast to be formatted, send us an email. I'm I'm curious to hear. We might ghost. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So things that cause burnout, right? Overbooking yourself is the big, big one, right? Uh, Drinking too heavily, that is, or drugs in that general. is, or drugs in general, that is a symptom of burnout, but it is also a spiraling thing that can also lead to burnout itself, right? Waking up with a hangover and then drinking some more to make it go away, that cycle, uh, um, you know, may or may not be familiar with, um, that will contribute to more burnout. It's, it, it will make it worse, right? Because you're just masking the problem. Yes, that's right. Um, Undercharging, which is related to overworking yourself, right? Undercharging will do this because it'll feel like you're running on a fucking treadmill, right? 
Uh, for me, this was being in a duo. It was not paying well enough, right, to do the work. It was sacrificing my time and energy for another person's gain, um, which, you know, as much as I, as I love the guy, it is not healthy or sustainable to do that, right? You got to advocate for yourself and you got to make sure you're getting what you're worth. Um, I mean, it, it just the fact that I'm making as much money as I'm making right now versus how much I was making then should tell you that I was not getting what I was worth. You know, I, I was as much as it was nice to play with my friend and to help him out. I was making an enormous financial sacrifice for that cause. Yeah. Um, and it's it's very, very clear now. It's just numbers now. <clears throat> you can see how big the sacrifice was. Um, so. What else? Making sure out? you're carving out proper time for yourself away from the business. Yeah. Right. It's which is, you know, again, it's it's related. It's kind of all one little constellation of thoughts here. Overbooking yourself, undercharging, um, not treating your body or your mind with like a temple with respect, like a temple. Yes. Um, OK, so, you know, how to avoid it? I would say slowly. If you're in a really bad place, just go slowly. Just take it one thing at a time. Quit drinking first. If you if you don't have a drinking problem, then pick a good habit to start. Um if your work schedule is fucked up where you're working 13 days a week, um, take one day off. Just stop. Pick Monday and stop doing Monday. Right. Take a day off um, and and maybe expand it to two or or do two at once. If you if you think you're ready for it, say, fuck it. I'm not doing Monday and Tuesday. I'm focusing on Wednesday through Sunday. Yep. Right. Um, or you can really go full Nelson like I did. <laughs> And just say, I'm doing Thursday through Sunday, and then if that works, then I'll go Friday through Sunday even. Because I'm telling you, Friday through Sunday is working for me. Um, And it's, yeah, it's dope as fuck. So, yeah, and if you have any more specific questions about this, you know, because I know everyone's case is different, um, let me know. I mean, you you may be working two jobs. That may be, which is something I can't really relate to. I've only ever done this. I can. So we both have two, Peter and I both have experienced burnout in, in different forms. So we... I feel fairly confident that if you need to reach out to us, we will be able to, in some capacity, help you. Yeah, I would like to hear from you on this one. If you if you are having an issue with this, I believe um, I have some helpful advice for people who are who might be going through this. Yep. Um, the best thing to do is avoid it in the fucking first place. Do what my my protege is doing, and book your schedule. In a way that makes sense for you. Start with just Fridays and Saturdays. Like just like we said in the beginning. Start with Fridays and Saturdays, book Friday and Saturday nights. If you and and work with that for a month. See how it works. Yep. You know? Yep. See how that feels. And if it feels too easy and like you'd like to make another four hundred bucks, if you can pick up a gig that's like that. Give yourself that raise. Do it. Yeah. So um oh, this was all good. I think so too. Yeah. All right, guys and girls. As always. Thank and you. other. Gender neutral. Yes, thank you. I forgot about... Non-binary. Them. Them, yes. Cool. Got it right. Uh, Yeah, I believe that concludes today's episode. So, thank you for listening. Uh, We both encourage you to go back and check out all 24 of our other episodes. Stick around for the following 75 episodes that are due to come, and I'm sure there's (laughs) plenty more. We got a lot coming. And And um, I know this was kind of a heavy one, but, you know... It needs to be addressed. You got to address it, baby. Yeah. And we're with you. Life sucks sometimes. It does. But thankfully, you've got two cool boys. That's right. To help you through it. Yeah. One one final thought, actually, that I, that I just thought of. I know I always do this. Um, it's why people love me. The good vibes only thing. 
there's actually a term for this, for what I'm thinking of here. It's called toxic positivity. That was part of my problem. The fact that I thought I always needed to be in a good mood, and then when I wasn't, I was upset by it, because why? It should be good vibes only. Yeah. It's like, it's okay, yeah, it's okay for things to fucking suck sometimes, okay? It's okay. You don't have to always feel good. So if you feel bad, don't get drunk about it, right? Yeah. Just feel bad a little bit. It's okay to feel bad sometimes. Well, what did Buddha say? Uh, it's uh, life only becomes easy once you realize life's hard. That's good. I didn't I know. That's the first page of the road less taken. Okay, I love it. What up? I haven't seen. I haven't seen. I haven't read the road less taken. Well, you have it, so you should. Okay, I do have it. You gave it to me. <laughs> Shit. But don't feel bad. I haven't read the music business. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> good. We're on the same page. We We're on about the a year same ago. page. Oh! Literally, page zero. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. We're on well, the title page. We. We love you. We take love care you. of yourselves, please. For the love of God, take care of yourselves. It's it's like even one one final thought here. Even if you're just looking for money, even if you just want to be the most productive, money making, businessy motherfucker in the world, it still fucking pays more to take care of yourself. It does. You will make more money it does. if you are easier on your body and you're easier on your mind and you take fucking care of yourself. If you just want money, the way to do it is not to work 13 nights in a row. If you just want money, the way to do it is what I'm doing. Pick your punches. Get that 80-20 rule going. Put your schedule in place so that you are making a lot of money in a short amount of time. And then have some time off. And know that magic mushrooms. You're reading something on your phone right now. What do magic mushrooms do, Chad? Can lead to long-term improvements in depression. Yes. Thank you. Excellent. Good to know. That's a study. That's a study that was. We're not doctors, but we just saw on USA Today that magic mushrooms can lead to long-term improvements in depression. Now, I'm not diagnosing you with depression, nor am I prescribing you magic mushrooms. But that is what Chad just read on USA Today. Yes. Okay. It's an article. Perfect. Look it up. Yeah. Things happen for a reason. Yeah. That's right. Okay. We love you guys. Talk to a professional about that before you <laughs> before you start yes, taking magic yes. mushrooms. Oh, that's Russ Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, this is one where I know we've said it like five times, but really, if you have questions about this, we'd love for you to reach out to us, and yep. we will uh, we'll, we'll respond. Um, nothing really replaces a therapist if you need one, so do that if you need it. Yeah, but we know what they'll tell you the first time. Yeah. Uh, also, with therapists, God, we keep tagging things on at the end of this. Also, with therapists. Be patient and find a good one. I've gone to a lot of bad therapists, and uh, it's okay. Sometimes they just aren't good at it, and yeah. sometimes it's not just not a good fit. For instance, I don't like male therapists. I've never had a good time with a male therapist. I just don't. I don't know. They, yeah. they. I think they do too much of this like ah, tough love. I'm your football coach thing. It's like I don't. Yeah, I don't need like that. They don't try to replace themselves with a father figure. Right. Yeah. yeah no. And um, keep in mind, you can also there's some because of COVID, we've uh, developed some wonderful apps, and Better Help is one of those. And if you're in a financial situation where this just is not going to work for you right now let them know and they just like the meditation apps will work with your with your financial situation that's good to know that's better help that's better help cool yep and there's thousands of therapists on there so you can certainly cycle through them till you find the one that's appropriate for you excellent all All right, right folks we'll see you next week take care of yourselves make that money baby bye bye